Welcome to Conversations in Business with RSM, where we talk to business leaders and experts to gain valuable insights that will help you move your business forward. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us on our next episode on RSM Conversations in Business. On this episode, we're going to be looking at uh, tax on digital assets and more specifically, uh, the tax impacts on sort of various types of, of cryptocurrency and NFT transactions uh, from a South African landscape. And to help me out with that, I've actually got Ozair Ahmed, who is a director in our tax department. Welcome, Oz. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for the introduction, man. Great. So let's get things started. So, Oz, you know, our legislation from a, from a, a South African landscape in terms of addressing uh, you know, cryptocurrency transactions or cryptocurrency digital assets really uh, is sort of fairly in, in its rudimentary stage. Maybe you can just take us through a little bit about, you know, where we are from a South African landscape in terms of, you know, taxation on uh, on crypto assets. So perhaps the first thing to mention is that uh, cryptocurrencies and crypto assets are not considered legal tender in South Africa. Uh, so what does this mean? This does not mean that it cannot be like offered or accepted as a means of payment. And individuals may therefore choose to accept payment offered in crypto assets of their own free will, but with the understanding and acceptance of the risk that they will not have regulatory recourse from a payment perspective should something go wrong. So often because there's this understanding that it's not yet legal tender in South Africa, people seem to think that there is no tax consequences. So our tax legislation, there is no specific section that deals with the tax treatment of cryptocurrencies and, and or digital assets, right? All that is actually included in the Income Tax Act is the term crypto asset, which is included in the definition of a financial instrument in Section 1 of the Tax Act. Then, while the term crypto asset is not defined in the Income Tax Act, SARS have a definition of crypto assets, which is posted on their website. And they define it as follows. It's quite a long definition, but if you break it down in components, you'll understand why. So they define it as a digital representation of value that is not issued by a central bank, but is traded, transferred, and stored electronically by natural and legal persons for the purposes of payment, investment, and other forms of utility, and applies cryptography techniques in the underlying technology. So, I mean, it, it's quite a lengthy definition. It's quite a grill components to it. And, and I'm, I'm quite sure in the future, we're going to see a lot of uh, either court case or interpretation of probably all these components of this definition. So, so what does this mean for a person that's, you know, dealing in crypto, trading in crypto? It implies that depending on the circumstances and intention of each individual taxpayer, income received or accrued from crypto asset transactions can be taxed on revenue account and under gross income. Alternatively, such gains may be regarded as capital in nature, as spelled out in the age schedule to the Income Tax Act and tax under the uh, CGT paradigm or regime. So that's kind of where we are at the moment from, from a tax point of view, Talen. Thanks, Oz. So I think, you know, one of the, the things that sort of, when it, when it sort of first came about in terms of how SARS is probably going to address um, cryptocurrencies is, and as you mentioned, it's very important to state that from a South African perspective, because it's not regarded as legal tender, it is regarded as crypto assets. So it is an increase essentially or decrease in terms of how they're going to be 
looking at uh, your digital assets and which could encompass pure crypto assets, it could encompass NFTs, and as we go along, you know, various other type of digital assets that's added to the stream. But when we then go down into into sort of those sort of trading in digital assets, because that's kind of how they're looking at it in terms of you know deciding you know whether something is capital or revenue in nature and and what exactly is the is the potential taxable benefit. But maybe we can just go through a couple of taxable events and you know what those sort of triggers are. Uh, just bearing in mind what we know about so far, and I mean this is obviously subject to change, um, you know, as as our legislation becomes a little bit more mature in this regard. But but maybe we can just go through a couple of those events. You, you're quite right. You know, when when I've been looking at this, and if you look at you know other tax jurisdictions, like in specifically, like I was looking at the the IRS in the US or the ATO in Australia, they've given quite specific guidance on the different types of taxable events. They've mentioned the triggers, etc. From a South African point of view, you're correct. There's actually, I won't say no guidance, but there isn't that level of detail posted by SARS in any interpretation note or even on their website. So we're kind of relying on information out there and just in the way things are done to interpret the taxable events. If you look at SARS, what SARS actually mentioned with regard to this, they, they say that, you know, uh, transactions of speculation in crypto assets is subject to the general principles of South African tax law and taxed accordingly. So naturally, maybe just to look at a few events that can happen, and I would think these are typically the kind of transactions that people would be involved in. So if you look, perhaps start with, you know, you're trading in cryptocurrencies. So you can have a few scenarios. And I'll maybe just list a few of them just for information, you know. So you can either have a scenario where you're trading cryptocurrencies with or for fiat currency. So, for example, you're trading, you're taking your Bitcoin and you're converting it into dollar or South African rand. You can then have a scenario or circumstance where you're trading one type of cryptocurrency for another. You know, you're converting your Bitcoin to Ethereum or, or vice versa. Then you can have the scenario where you're spending of cryptocurrencies in, on goods and services or receiving cryptocurrencies, payment for goods or services. That will also be regarded as a taxable event because if you think about it, if you're using your crypto, uh, cryptocurrency specifically to, you know, pay for a service, I don't know, maybe a, a tax consult you're kind of disposing of that cryptocurrency and that would be the tax event. Then probably some, some common concepts that are out there, people that are involved in the crypto and digital asset space is that of, of, of mining and staking, right? So mining is, is basically conducted by the verification of transactions in the computer-generated public ledger. This is kind of the technical definition of it. As we know, it's a bit broader than that the amount of computing power people are using to do mining and, and thus earning crypto. But in, in that process, as people are generating their reward or income from mining, that those events are taxable as well. You know, then, then like we talk about the concept of, of staking. Uh, and simply put, and I think I'm perhaps really oversimplifying it, just staking is a way of earning rewards for holding or locking up certain cryptocurrencies. Uh, and again, you know, through that process, whatever income a person will, or reward a person will gain, that again will be a taxable event and a person will have to disclose this in, in the, you know, in the tax return is taxable income. And then you've got other concepts such as, such as airdrops, uh, and, you know, a person receives some sort of cryptocurrency, either for value or for no value, depending on the circumstance and scenario that as well is taxed. And like you mentioned, there's probably a host of other events that can occur as well. And you know, that's what I've just mentioned. I was just specific to cryptocurrencies. As we know, digital assets are but broader than just uh, cryptocurrencies. Thanks, Oz. I think that gives us quite a good idea of where we are 
from uh, from a South African aspect in terms of the, you know the various different types of transactions that we're seeing right now. But I think there's a lot more evolution to essentially come, especially you know around the cryptocurrency staking aspect. Um, and you know as legislation comes out in terms of the cryptocurrency exchanges uh, that are going to possibly be regulated and you know relationships with uh, with the South African Revenue Service from that aspect. Because uh, I think a lot of people think, you know, just because they, they are dealing with these transactions on, on an exchange and possibly, you know, that the exchange is not necessarily regulated, uh, that SANS is not going to become, you know, aware of, of what those transactions are or how, you know, how they, their crypto assets are maybe increasing or decreasing in value. But as you've indicated, as soon as we have, you know, I would say maybe a disposal or a purchase that's moving from what we would have normally called just a fiat currency, which is like a, a regular currency, you would have have some sort of a trigger there. But as we've indicated, I think, you know, cryptocurrencies is only one form of a digital asset that essentially sits on a blockchain. And it is the most common form. But we're starting to see a a lot more sort of an uptick in terms of other types of digital assets. And the most common one that's essentially going to be increasing in value is non-fungible tokens or NFTs. Now, NFTs are um, their similarity to cryptocurrency kind of ends at the fact that they are uh, essentially generated and, and you know, bought and sold via the blockchains, encoded using the same type of coding and cryptography. But the way that they used, you know, vastly differs from, from that aspect. So it's a type of digital asset that can essentially increase in value in regards, it's regard to, you know, like sort of digital art, music, etc. And those types of use cases are, are, are keep, keep increasing. I mean, one of the newest type of use cases is using NFTs as a form of uh, membership to, to sort of exclusive clubs. Uh, which obviously can increase its its value depending on you know the scarcity of of that NFT or the you know exclusivity of that of that membership. So maybe we can just you know leave cryptocurrencies aside for one second now and just jump into NFTs. And you can maybe just take us through you know how you sort of see that working, even though applications or uses for NFTs just beyond what we traditionally thought they could be used for. So you know, so firstly you would have. What you have creators and investors when so when a person creates an nft to be sold it typically wouldn't be any tax implications of course when the creator sells that nft then the tax event will occur uh so yes nfts are traded in cryptocurrencies a person would typically give up or sell his or her cryptocurrency for an nft right so example a person acquired an nft for say one ethereum uh, when the market value of, of that currency was let's say a thousand dollars that person initially then acquired the one Ethereum for $500 and therefore would realize a $500 gain on the disposal of the one ETH gain on the NFT. So kind of when you, you know, disposing, acquiring an NFT, you're disposing your, your cryptocurrency and that is where the taxable event lies, you know. Uh, similarly, take the example of, of trading on NFTs. A person, there may not be, you know, specific legislation promulgated right now. What, what's your view on that? Definitely, we're seeing an uptake and increase in activity in NFTs. You know, like you mentioned, just so many purchases an NFT for one Ethereum when the market value is, say, $1,000. Assuming the market value of that is still $1,000, this person then sells it for two Ethereum and therefore realize a profit of $1,000. Uh, so, so, yeah, it's definitely things to consider. But definitely in applying the SARS rules and the guidance that, you know, 
every one of these events could potentially have a, a tax implication. I think that you know when you when you look at then of the type of disclosure that that people need to make, you know, when it comes time to you know doing your tax returns, etc. As far as I know right now, I think there is an actual disclosure requirement for what your valuation is of your crypto assets. Now, obviously, your valuation is going to defer because crypto assets fluctuates uh, so much at, at a point in time in, in terms of its base uh, currency, maybe it, it being dollars, uh, euros, etc. But I, I suppose you you would take it via just like maybe a, maybe a normal uh, foreign currency type of uh, type of account if you were to have you know, crypto assets, you're going to need probably need to revalue each time at the time that you're going to you're going to disclose in your tax return. So maybe you can just talk us through a little bit about the, the disclosure requirements. Yeah. So, I mean, if you open up your, your tax return today, you'll see the specific questions around crypto assets. Uh, it's, and if you answer those questions, you know, additional fees will pop up and correct. You know, you're going to have to disclose each event. Uh, the, I mean, most of exchanges and there is software out there that, that kind of consolidates all your crypto transactions and now most of these would also be able to give you you, you know the value of those transactions those sales etc on the day that those things happen for for then for you to be able to disclose this in your tax returns see at the moment you know the burden of proof like anything else lies with the taxpayer so you can have responsibility for disclosing your transactions in your tax return you know often the question comes up how are SARS going to pick it up if I don't disclose the value of my, my uh, digital uh, crypto asset transactions? SARS response has been, well, they've got a vast array of powers with them. They can engage and third parties would be obligated to provide that information to them. So yeah, we just got to be cautious about it. It is there, it is built into our tax returns, whether it be on a in an individual's uh, tax return, whether it be a corporate tax return, there is questions specific to crypto assets. We just got to be aware of that. Use whatever necessary tools are out there to get a correct valuation of our transactions at the date of disposal. You know, you just got to plan accordingly. If you're dealing in crypto assets, if you're buying crypto currencies, selling them, dealing in NFTs, you know, playing uh, P2E gaming online, you got to be wary of these transactions and that they are taxable and they have to be disclosed. Yeah, I think, you know, once SARS, you know, increases their, you know, their relationship and involvement in terms of, you know, trans sharing of information with uh, with cryptocurrency exchanges, and once they actually get regulated, I think their their powers are going to be quite vast in terms of implementation. Because, you know, right now they could have, they've got quite a bit of powers, but in terms of, you know, enforcing and implementing that, it is it, it may prove a little bit difficult, but I would say maybe it's, it's definitely going to happen in, in quite in quite soon because they there's a lot of people that are essentially you know losing money to a lot of scams etc that that are occurring on in the space and the the government needs to be wants to be able to essentially regulate that and the only way they're going to do that is is actually by either bringing them with into the foray of you know uh, financial institutions um and in terms of the the South African uh, tax landscape as well so I think that if anybody's assuming that they cannot be picked up or those trades cannot be picked up, I think it's it's maybe wrong to have that assumption. And at the end of the day, as Oz said, I mean, the burden of proof does rest on on the taxpayer in order to, to disclose, especially when you're asked uh, on your tax return whether you actually have any crypto assets to disclose or not. So Oz, thank you very much. You know, it's given us quite a bit, I think, to think about. And uh, yeah, that's it from us. Uh, we look forward to a couple more episodes in terms of digital assets and uh, how we're going to maybe treat them. 
That was Conversations in Business with RSM. Experience the power of being understood. Experience RSM. Visit rsmza.co.za.